going on? What's going on, man? What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to A Night at the Fights. Your host Alex, co-host Jake. Um, man, we we got a lot. We got a lot to cover. We got a lot to cover. A lot to cover. Uh, yeah, we we've, we've been down a couple days. We've been yeah. down a couple weeks, but uh, yeah, we definitely have a lot of stuff to cover. Yeah. It's insane because, like, we're literally less than two weeks away from Conor McGregor. So, yeah, this is this is when it starts to get crazy. And uh, there's some things this uh, this week that have just kind of really, you know, kind of pushed me to my limits with the uh, with the UFC, and that have kind of kind of pissed me off. And uh, that we'll definitely talk about later, and yeah. uh, all that. All that, all this nonsense that's just going on, and a uh, lot of, lot of promotions coming out. Bellator coming out. They're, they're doing some good things. Um, man, just, just a whole, whole mess of everything that's going on right now. Um, yeah, so the that, Derek Lewis situation is an absolute disaster. I, I know it's an absolute disaster, and I know how it's going to play. It's not going to play the way UFC wants it to, and. Uh, yeah. For the people who who are uh, kind of just tuning in or don't really know what's going on with that whole situation, which uh, we'll go ahead and cover first, uh, UFC has basically went ahead and made an interim heavyweight title, which I think is complete, complete, utter bullshit to say the less. Let's just say that. I know I kind of like to, now kind of like to keep it calm here, but uh, yeah, no, that I think it's just I don't, it's something that didn't need to be made. Yeah, and, at the uh, end of the day, at the end of the day, it is very, very much bullshit because if you've got Derek Lewis fighting for the title, he deserves the title shot. Uh, I don't know why Francis Ngannou is and his management team is being a bit weird about it. Um, but gone. Um. He's obviously a great competitor to go to go up against Lewis if you're looking at the bright side of things. But the fight we wanted to see and we've been waiting to see for weeks now is Lewis versus uh Ngannou. And the thing the thing with the the whole thing with having Lewis fight gone is, you know, I, I, I can I can really care less that it's gone. But my biggest thing right now with Cyril Gone is his last performance this weekend, uh obviously against Alexander Volkov. And I don't know, I don't know how, I don't know who. And and I I looked I looked at the scoring cards after the fight. I don't I don't know how they scored that. I generally don't have a super strong way of how they scored it because to me, honestly, if you ask me, uh, I think I think Alexander Volkov did more did a lot more to win that fight than what Cyril Gaon did. Um, it, I don't know. It, it's it's stupid because, obviously, that just that just shows you UFC judges aren't all there, you know. The man scored a fight and literally gave... They gave all the rounds to Gaon, which is completely wrong. Yeah, there's, I disagree with all the rounds. There, to there's a flaw. There's... Their lack of scoring fights is ridiculous, dude. It's it's ridiculous. It was 
it was a clear-cut robbery from Alexander Volkov. If me. That's that's just where I stand on the whole situation. It was a clear-cut rob from Alexander Volkov. Uh, I don't know. I, I think Garn won the fight, but I feel the judges, the judges were terrible and mm-hmm. it was disgusting for the sport, to be honest. It was bad and, and you know, we, we we've seen bad calls before in the in, in this sport. Obviously we see it a lot, but that was just like that was just pure like, okay, well he looks like he's doing stuff, so let's just give him this round. And you know, I looked at the whole scorecard. I, I looked it over with people and you know, it's just it's not it's just it's I it's mind boggling. I, I don't understand how UFC does that. I don't understand how and UFC there's works. Thing, um, there's another thing that I want to go over on this topic. Um, Cyril Garn said he would show more an aggressive side of things in the fighting, and he didn't really show that. It's like sometimes it's hard to watch a Cyril Garn fight. Even though he's very technical, it's hard to watch it because he's always in a stalemate fight, whether it was against Rosenstruck or Volkov now. It's always in a stalemate with uh, in a Cyril Garn fight. Oh, very, very much, very much with Sogon. And uh I mean I guess the I guess the different things that he showed us were his leg kicks, but those weren't really you know those weren't really too interesting. Yeah, they're fast, um, but they're not damaging really. Yeah, they're fast, but yeah, they're not yeah. Uh if anything, Volkov took those leg kicks like nothing and he kept moving kept moving on. Yeah. So uh yeah, I just I, I find it I find it a little lackluster. I guess we can say that as a I guess that's how I can say. I find that fight between Cyril Gon and Alexander Volkov a little lackluster. I thought Volkov had it for sure. I don't know. Maybe the judges seen something different. I I yeah. don't really know. I do know though that through the through the MMA community that there were waves after this fight. Everybody was kind of mixed opinions about it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this this whole thing of this whole thing of Derek Lewis and Cyril Gaon fighting for an interim inter interim heavyweight belt in August, I just I don't think it's gonna go the way UFC wants it to go. It's not. I mean, you got UFC gave an interim title to the people who didn't even need an interim title. I've been yeah. saying for the longest time, give it to a division that needs it. You know, we only the only interim title we currently have right now is the lightweight, which you know, who knows what's going to happen with that one. Yeah, and another and, thing, what, what are they going to do with Stipe when Stipe comes back? What 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 are they going to do with John Jones when John Jones enters? Yeah, exactly. There's it's, too many top top world class fighters in that division. To, to be given an interim title to two guys. Garn shouldn't be fighting for the t- any title next, to be honest, in my if, opinion. If, if you ask me with Cyril Garn, I think he needs at least one more fight. I know he's on this little win streak of his, but he needs at least one more fight. Maybe even two. Um, May- yeah, maybe even two at the most. But now, here's my thing with the interim title. I know I'm kind of bashing this title right now, which was my intended goal last night when I got the news about this whole fight between uh Gon and Lewis. And my in my my initial. intentions were my attention and initial goal were to get on this podcast this morning and basically not bash that title because at the end of the day 
Dustin Poirier said this best about Justin Gaethje's interim title. It's a real title. Treat it like a real title. I know it's not technically a real title. It's an interim. It's a placeholder title. That's what I call it. But at the end of the day, you realize you got to treat it like a like an actual title. Now, the holdup with Nganu and why he's not wanting to fight boggles my mind, too. Yeah. He's only, uh, he, he's only been big- champ. He's really only been champ for a couple months now. I think it's three months. Uh, three months? Yeah, and there's a big situation with Ngannou's manager and Dana White. Yeah, his manager, Ngannou's manager yeah, said that he was unaware that they were going to do this interim he- uh, title, this interim heavyweight title. Yeah, uh, well, I think it's a bit strange that Ngannou, to be honest... I'm not going to say Ngannou's scared of Derek Lewis, but if you look at the last fight, Derek Lewis wasn't scared of Ngannou's power. So, I I don't know, man. I really don't know. It, it boggles the question that, is is Francis Ngannou just going to sit on that, sit on the title? Is he not going to, you know, is he not going to defend it if he doesn't have to? Which, I mean, obviously, somewhere along the line, either this year, next year, or the year after that, he's going to have to defend it against who? Who knows at that point. But let's put this in this kind of term. What happens What happens when Derek Lewis and Cyril go and fight and we get a winner from that? Then what happens? I don't think the winner fights at the title, to be honest. I think uh, Francis Ngannou might go for the Stipe fight again, the trilogy. Either that, or either that, or he's he's lasting out till Jones arrives. But who knows? I don't, when I that's don't gonna... think Jones will fight uh, Ngannou. I think Jones is scared of Ngannou, and Ngannou's scared of Lewis. I think that's the way it is. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. At at this kind of point of view, but like I said, it's um. It's kind of confusing that that just you know Ninganu had no idea that they were gonna do this. That you know his manager is kind of the one that was like, oh well, let's just tell everybody what's gonna happen. And Dana, Dana seems to be you know kind of in a little bit of an argument with this guy. Yeah, I, I've never heard of uh, Ninganu's manager before, but me neither. Like I, I've seen him, obviously, like I've seen him before, but I've never. You know, I've never really heard about, like, you know, who he is, and obviously, apparently, um, he's bad with deals in the UFC. Like, he does bad dealings. Yeah, I can see that from now. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's just it's gonna be a complete a complete utter disaster when it happens. Uh, it's not it's not gonna go any way UFC wanted to. Um. Like I said, for countless episodes on here before, I have always said give the middleweights an interim title, if anybody, because they're the ones that need it the most. But I didn't really expect the heavyweights to go and get one. Yeah, yeah. You got well, you got Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, it's all right. You go. Um, you got you to gotta think now, are a lot of these other divisions going to get interim titles? Or is it just going to be like, oh, we'll see which divisions need it? Because I don't really think all the divisions need it. 
Yeah, so it's that, it's that kind of a weird situation where the UFC is in, where they can just throw an interim title when stuff is not going their way. It's like kind of strange. You know, and what's 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 funny about um, about UFC just just getting this interim title now, this heavyweight one, is uh, Bellator just recently got theirs. Yeah. So it's they recently just got their their heavyweight interim title. So somebody's sharing answers or somebody's copying off of somebody. <laughs> yeah, talking about other promotions, did you see the BKFC ball? Yeah, I did. That was wild. Yeah. Yeah. Very um Yeah, man. BKFC, what 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 can you expect over there, man? I'm yeah. I'm telling you. They're they're a little crazy over there. Yeah. I know I know July twenty third there's a big fight for, for that one. So Yeah, when That's I was it. watching it, uh I, I thought I thought it was just gonna be like a bit of pushing and shoving, but <laughs> he went straight it's... in for a punch. It's like full on knockouts there sometimes. Like they they go all at it, man. Like there's it's that's that's like a that's like a modern day I don't want to say modern day pride, but it's shares some of the resemblance of it. Nothing will be like pride. Pride had no rules, man. Yeah, it had sim it has similarities to pride. It has similarities to it, but it's nothing like pride. Pride was like the go-to, like, oh, all right, let's just throw a legal kicks. It's fine. Yeah, you know? That was just like, geez, dude, like, those guys didn't care. Um, Speaking of it, we didn't really, uh, didn't really talk about it, but uh, Danny Ige versus Korean Zombie, that happened a couple weeks back, and yep. uh, Korean Zombie won. I'm glad to see him kind of get on there, you know? What what did you think of the whole fight in general? Like, did you think it was going to be a better fight or? Uh, I I honestly, uh, it was really just a filler fight for the for the what's it called for the flyweights. It's just, I mean, yeah, that fight, uh, featherweights. That fight yeah. needed to happen, but I mean, it was all right. It wasn't too bad. Yeah, I feel like Ige done well in the fight as well, but I feel like Chan Sung Jung really showed his skill in that fight but i i, I did i didn't think he i was like too impressed with him but he did show very good skill in that fight to be honest he showed a lot of different he showed a lot of difference versus like obviously fighting dan Ige than he did uh than he did um ryan ortega yeah so yeah uh no i thought i thought it was a good fight um i don't think korean zombies call out at the end was kind of smart but Call oh, who did Max, Called out Max Holloway saying he doesn't have any punching okay. power, but uh, <laughs> I mean, that man crazy. Apparently, he wants to learn the hard way. He doesn't yeah. know, so we have to see what happens. Uh, Kevin Lee's out of UFC 264 after suffering an injury. That yeah, that oh, happened. Yeah, yeah, crazy. It's always with this guy. It's like it never goes his way, man. I'm telling you. Um. Rashad Evans says he is fully committed to competing in the octagon or boxing ring. I'm pretty excited about that one. Yeah, that one's pretty interesting. I saw that one as well. But there's a a, a bit of news here that I would like to cover. And I think what? it's one of the most strangest things in UFC history. Uh, potential fight uh, in the UFC. Nate Diaz 
Usman for the world title. Oh, okay. Speaking of those two, uh, yeah, they they've been they've been talking on Twitter lately. They've been they've been arguing back and forth, and uh, for some reason, I I just don't like this fight to be honest. I I feel like we know we know what's gonna happen. I feel like Usman will take him down, dominate him on would the Would you ground. would you rather would you rather prefer this fight or Leon Edwards versus Kamaru Usman? Leon Edwards versus Kamaru Usman, to be honest. <laughs> He, 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 no, as as like a fan watching it, um, I would prefer Nate Diaz. But as like a person who studies the sport every day, uh, trains uh, aspects of the sport, uh, I feel like Leon Edwards deserves it over Nate Diaz a million percent. Yeah, I can get it where uh where Leon deserves it, but. I mean, honestly, for asking me, being the obviously there's that fan of the sport in me, and then there's that person who you know has to be professional about it and cover it as obviously being an analyst and all that. Um, either fight to me really sounds boring. I mean, I don't yeah. really like you know the Diaz fight sounds pretty cool. I mean, I like the way that one sounds. At the same time, you know, I guess Leon, you know, Leon does deserve it. But uh, either way, outcome of both of those fights, Kamaru Usman stays on top. He's nothing's happening to him anytime soon. Yeah, yeah, but either way, the person that really deserves it, we know, we all know who that is, Kobe Chaos Covington. Oh but yeah, why, but why is Usman not accepting that fight? I don't understand. It's it's a shocker to me, man. You know, you would figure, you know, he's he's the top guy right now. I mean, yeah, he may have only had one fight, and that was against Tyrone Woodley in September of 2020. So, should he have to? Should he have to have a warm up fight, or should I mean, is Kobe ready to go? I think Kobe wants to fight more than Usman. To be honest, I think Usman. Oh yeah, uh, ducking uh, Kobe a bit. I wouldn't say he's scared of Kobe because he beat Kobe in the first fight, fair and square. Um, but I feel like Kobe. Uh, can definitely come back from that loss and uh, reassess the situation. Obviously, he had the fight with Tyron Woodley in September 2020. And before that, he fought... Before the Usman fight, he fought Robbie Lawler in, I think, was it... I think it was April 2019. Yeah. And then, he obviously, he had the Usman fight in December 2019. Um, so, I feel like Kobe is the number one contender in that division. No doubt. There's no doubt that he is the number one contender. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I feel like a lot of people... I feel like a lot of people tend to forget, you know, how... how strong Kobe could really be. You know, Kobe... You know, he's looked different. He has he has his different... his different styles. But he is... He's probably one of the strongest welterweights out there, you know. I know a lot of people tend to tend to disagree on that, tend to say, "Oh, well, he's not," but I think he is, man. You know. And I and I do think if we ever do see a part 2 to that fight, a part 2 to the Kamaru and Kobe uh Covington, um I think I think it goes a completely different route. Yeah, I think same. it. I think it goes. I think it goes to Covington and not Usman. Well, I think I think the fight goes 
a completely different route altogether. The reason why is I feel like there'll be more ground game in the fight because literally last time, all it was was a kickboxing battle. And it, it was strange because at the time, Usman was just like known as a wrestler and Kobe yeah. was known as like a technical striker who wrestled a lot. But it was weird because we got to see them both blow it out uh, for five rounds straight. I, I quite disagree with the stoppage uh, over um, when Usman stopped him. Although, yeah. I, think, I think Usman just about won the fight, even if it was going to a decision. Uh, I, I, I disagree with the stoppage. And I think next time, Kobe's going to be a bit more pacey with with his stamina and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Um. Also... Uh, I'm not sure uh, what his manager's name is, but Kamaru Usman's manager too has been kind of on Twitter lately saying that... Uh, well, Ali uh, Dulles-Lewis. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he... <laughs> yeah. Mad terrorist. <laughs> yeah. As Connor once said. Um, no, he said that... Uh, he said something about Nate Diaz this morning that was like, if you put Nate Diaz in an octagon with 90 other contestants, Nate Diaz is most likely to come out on top every time. And it was like, wait, what? I was like, I, I didn't know what the man was talking about. Yeah, man man was talking. Um, I mean, I guess at this time, we can only wait to see what happens in the, in the welterweight division. There's no really like set things that's going on over there. Yeah, there's not really anything that's going to be. Um, How long does Kamaru like to take off for his fights? Well, he hasn't really. He fought in March against Gilbert Burns, and then he fought in May against Jorge Masvidal. So that yeah. that was a quick turnaround. But he usually takes a long time off his fights because he fought. Um, uh, I think it was in March 2019, he fought Tyrone Woodley. And right. he fought at the end of the year in December. But he has took longer periods uh, before that off. Because he, he's training out of... Out of... Uh, what is he training out of? Trevor Whitman, I think. Trevor Whitman? Yeah. Is that in, That's in Colorado, right? That's down in yeah, Colorado? Yeah. yeah? yeah. Okay. So. Trains with Justin Gagey. And all them, yeah. Okay, so that makes that makes sense. I mean, if if anything, if a Kamaru Usman fight were to happen, I would imagine it'd be towards the end of the year, which right now we're middle, kind of approaching middle of the year. Well, time's Ooh. going fast, so. Oh, I know. I, I know. We're gonna be in July by by minute by a couple minutes soon. Yeah. Um. So yeah, if if anything, I see a Kamara Usman fight. I think it's gonna happen at the end of the year, December maybe. Yes. Yeah, so November, like, December, most likely. Yeah, definitely. Is when is when I would imagine it happens, but. Yeah. Time can only tell. Yeah. Moving on from the uh, water weights, um, uh, in the lightweight division, uh, a fight has been scheduled for a main event, and this is Ooh. a surprising main event: uh, Makachev versus Tiago Moises. Yeah, I I'm excited to see that one. Um, well, I, I'm quite upset at the same time because we never got Max versus the IA. Yeah, I know that was supposed to be that date, uh, the seventeenth. Um, yeah. honestly, if you ask me, I'm more excited for that uh for that co-main 
on on the Makachev and Tiago fight. Which that, one's that? The co main is uh is Misha Tate. She's making that return. Oh yeah. Oh so, yeah. I'll come back. Very I'm I'm excited for that one, honestly. And so am I with the with the Makachev fight. I mean, who doesn't like Islam Makachev? Yeah, kids are trained, man. Yeah, at the end of the gate, the, at the end of the day, the guy is a world class wrestler. Kid is a train, man. He is on it. Yeah, probably I feel like got he one of, that fight. Oh yeah, he's got probably one of the best coaches right now in the game. <laughs> he's got his cousin Khabib. Yeah. Khabib is four and always a coach. I don't know if you've seen that on Instagram. I did see that on Instagram. Yeah. You know why he's four and as a coach? Because he's Khabib. Can't really... <laughs> the man is unstoppable on and outside the octagon. By the way, he was talking about um, he's getting the he's getting the the nerves to fight again, and I was just like, oh, here we go again. It's like he's gonna come back. No, and we hopefully could be literally two weeks ago that he wasn't going to come back ever. So yeah, I know he wasn't going to come back, but then he's like, eh, "I'm getting the nerve to fight again. I think I want to come back." It's like, ah, oh, damn it. To be honest, it's I like, think he should just stick with what he's doing as a coach. He should stick to coaching, dude. He's a good yeah. coach. You know, yeah. he's he's got he's got a lot of people. He's got a coach. You know, you know, you see him on Bellator, and you know he shows up there to coach a couple of his. Cousins or brothers, and then you know he's on UFC one weekend coaching. So he's a good coach, man. He's a good yeah, coach. In Bellator, you've got uh, obviously Usman Nurmagomedov, and in uh, UFC, you've got Islam Makhachev, and I think there's a couple more. There's a couple. There's like there's like a couple more. I think that are yeah. that are slowly up there. Um. But yeah, you know, I I I like the idea of Makachev and and San, and Tiago. I I think it's I think it's a good fight. I feel I feel, I, feel, I still feel like Makachev dominates every second of every. Oh round. yeah, oh yeah. for sure. There's no way he lets up on on anything. But there's one thing we haven't really seen from Makachev yet. Is it him going into the so-called championship rounds? So. No, we like, haven't because most of his fights have been done early. Yeah, I, I would like I would like to see how if he if if it goes into that fourth and fifth round, I would like to see how his stamina holds up. Uh, other than that, I feel like he dominates. Other other than that, too, like like you just mentioned, I do think you know. However, we see him hold up in championship rounds, I do think that kind of gives us a an idea of hey, this is how he looks against championship rounds. You know, maybe he can be not necessarily fighting for the title title, but fighting for that interim title after assuming whatever Justin Gaethje does, because Gaethje's been on Gaethje's been on on a break since you know October of 2020 after he lost to Khabib. Yeah, and he hasn't really fought. He hasn't really talked. We haven't we haven't heard anything from him. You know, so he's kind of sitting back, and I don't really know what you're doing at this point with the title, with the interim title. I mean, if anybody would, my guess would be you're you're waiting till UFC contacts you until they call you with a fight, or you call them with a fight. Yeah, but with if it's a bit strange because I I don't know why he's not fighting. 
I know he likes to take a long he likes to take at least six months off. Yeah. Six he, months off of each fight. Yeah, because he, 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 he when after each fight he eats a, a lot of food. Um so I don't know if that has uh, anything to do with it. Like his weight. And think if he if he likes to take six months off of off of fights, you know, how long I mean I said he fought last in October. So that was last year, so he's been out for for a year now. Almost a year. Almost, almost a year now. Just waiting to see what's yeah. gonna happen. And, and that at this point, always plays a factor. Oh yeah, it plays a huge factor, key key major factor in that. But what is it that you know? What is it that he's doing in his downtime? You know, is is he at least making an effort to contact UFC, or has UFC even thought about contacting him, saying, "Hey, what's what's the hold up with the title, man? What are we gonna do with it?" You yeah. know. It's it's different. It's different when you have somebody like somebody like the champion, you know, like Charles Oliveira. You know, man, you know he he can take that break. Gaethje, on the other hand, it's like, dude, you've been on this title. What what's up? What's the holdup with it? You got other people who are who are fighting, and I can guarantee you, I can guarantee you this much. Um, three three top contenders that I would imagine Justin Gaethje would be set for. Um, one being obviously three three top contenders, and this is just this is off of you know either their last performance or you know what what I've seen from them lately, and yeah. uh, those three would be uh, Benel Dariush. I think he's a great candidate to fight Justin Gaethje, obviously because he's on he's on a very good win streak. Uh, last yeah. fight being against Tony Ferguson, so he has he has. He obviously has it, you know, very set right there. If UFC yep. wants to call and make that fight, they can make that fight. Uh, second contender, um, second contender would be, and if it outlasts, if if we don't hear word from Gaethje by July, and let's just say Islam Makachev wins, could be could be another close, another close contender. I'm saying second, but that is on how Islam Makhachev plays it. That is how he looks in the octagon, obviously. So, and if he can make it through those championship rounds, that's just my second yeah. one. And my third and final choice for uh, Justin Gaethje to fight for his interim title would be Michael Chandler. As much as I don't want to see it happen, I mean, it would be pretty cool. But um, yeah, I think I think Chandler. Uh, Chandler has some things that Gaethje might not see or might not have, you know. I I feel like uh Gaethje versus Chandler um is going to be a war, like oh yeah definitely fast paced war. I feel like Chandler will gas pretty quickly, if I'm not mistaken. I feel like Chandler will gas pretty quickly. I feel like in the third or fourth round, Gaethje will stop him. He. Can- I mean, he can, he can. It's it's very likely that that um, Chandler stops, you know, gasses himself early, and yeah. that's kind of the end of that. Or, you know, we get the we get the uh, Michael Chandler that fought Dan Hooker and just comes out and kind of <laughs> runs it. But I doubt that's gonna happen. 
obviously because Gage Gage is too too precise, you know. Yeah, Gage so, is a uh, warrior as well. So if it yeah, goes he's that... he's too precise and he yeah. knows he knows not to not to get into any craziness like that. Um, but even if it goes to like a full blown war, Gagey is going to engage as well. Even though he might he might play technical Gagey, he will engage. If he the... plays if he plays technical Gagey, I do think it's going to be a tough night for Chandler because yeah. technical Gagey versus Gagey, it's it's two different people right there. Yeah, one of the fights which I remember where Gagey just put it all on the line was the Michael Johnson fight. That was insane. Oh yeah, that's that's probably his most notable notable fight right there with his his highlights. Yeah, that that fight was insane. So yeah, I think I think that's how I, if I mean I always ask the same question. If I was UFC matchmaking, I think that's how I would do it. I would give Gaethje those three opponents and tell him, look, you can either call one of those two out right now or just wait until Makachev and see what that looks like. But it's it's all up to you, man. It's all up to you. Yeah. And it's not like his management team is bad. I mean, Gaethje's management team seems to be under control sometimes. Yeah. He's it's got just like management is using, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Or maybe he has. Uh, yeah, he has the same management as Usman and trains out of, out of Whitman, and all that. So it's it's very it's very possible that you know, they give him those three options, and if he says no to, he says no to Benel, then it's like all right, well you got either Makachev or you got either, what's his name. Uh, Chandler, but I wouldn't doubt it if Chandler gets that opportunity before any of them do. Or Daryush, Daryush, obviously. Or Daryush gets it, yeah. Yeah. Um, people, real quick, your fights that are coming up in July, July tenth, which is less than literally a couple weeks away. We're literally like, real quick reminder: uh, July third, there is no fights. Obviously, because down here in the U.S., we celebrate Fourth of July. Yeah, something cool. We light fireworks, do all that fun stuff. Uh, very American day. Very. Um, July tenth, yeah, though. You've got to love the Fourth of July. It's amazing. I know, right? It's so awesome. You can have fireworks and just shoot fireworks all day. Uh, July tenth, UFC two sixty four. Um, that one, I, that one, I'm debating if I want to go live. And I'll and I'll show it obviously, but you know who knows, can't be illegal streaming that. So um, no, <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it, dude. Like apparently Kevin Holland can, or not? No, uh, not Kevin Holland. Khabib can sit next to Dana and illegal stream a fight. So how come I? How come I can't? Like, yeah. Uh, no, uh, July tenth, UFC two sixty four. That one I will definitely. I want to do a. I want to do like the ESP pickums. I want to make a group, and I just want to like get a bunch of people in there and just you know everybody pick who you think, and then you know there we go. We'll go from there. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. Uh, July seventeenth was supposed to be Max Holloway, but you know injury happened. Uh, yeah. so Islam Makhachev versus um, Tiago, and then. July 24th, Sanhagen and Dillashaw. Hopefully, nothing happens before that. Everything is looking fine, I think. 
I would imagine everything's looking fine. And then uh, rounding out July, which I did want to talk to you about this, uh, Uriah Hall versus Sean Strickland. And I don't know if you saw the Sean Strickland video. Did, Did you see that? Yeah. Okay. That is one thing I wanted to talk to you about. I don't know why in any world in any timeline is that okay to do to a fighter <laughs> uh, whose side are you on in that situation i'm on strickland's side yeah same here like, like you can't you can't be doing that dude that is like dude all right come on man like be honestly be real with yourself why would you do that you know this man has one of the i mean possible no one of the biggest fights for sean strickland's career coming up why are you gonna try to hyperextend his arm? Yeah, it's one of those things where that, that well, that guy is a bit different because it's a different situation. Uh, that guy is obviously world class in jujitsu. That uh, Orlando guy. Um, yeah. Yeah, Orlando Sanchez is it? Uh, yeah, that's that's yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah, he's a world class jujitsu uh, fighter. Well, jujitsu player, whatever you like to call it. Um, but it's one of those things where. You see, like a world-class athlete in Sean Strickland, uh, who's a UFC fighter, and maybe he feels like he's trying to test the UFC fighter. But I, I don't know. But I think Sean Strickland handled the situation well. He he push kicked him away. Um, oh, he handled he handled the situation very well. Yeah, he could have knocked him out. Like like he could have he could have got so angry that he could have knocked him out. He put he push kicked him away and walked off and said, "Stay away from me." You know, that's the thing, you know, and that's that's the most like, you know, you rarely see that happen, especially at, at gyms like that. And, you know, from what I've heard, apparently that place isn't all the smartest there down there, uh, wherever he trained, wherever he was training at. Yeah, apparently they go really hard, I think. Yeah. And if if I'm Sean Strickland. Uh, for the benefit of my own safety, I would I would imagine you know, um, start looking for other places, man. Because if that place is trying to you know hyperextend your arm in in a in a training session, dude, come on, you know. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, I get it. You know, a lot of people in the comments of that video were like, "Oh, well, his fight's not until July. He's not fighting until July." That's still, you know, an injury like that. You know, that's that's guaranteed, you know, you're not gonna be fine by, you know, your fight date, you know. Yeah. So what obviously came over the coach's mind and was like, Oh, I could do this, he won't mind. It's like, whoa, no, dude, you can't be doing that. I I, I recently had uh problems with my shoulder, um uh and I, I I thought I had it fixed. I thought I think I hyperextended it in sparring. I wasn't Ooh. going hard though, but um, uh, and I thought I had it fixed, but now it's starting to come back with a bit of pain, and I've got a fight in August, so oh. I don't know. But I, I think it'll get better soon. Oh yeah, you know it's just like that guy was really trying to. Yeah, that that, that guy was... was literally trying to rip his arm. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> like, dude, it's just it's like I don't really know what what pushes somebody to think that that's totally fine. Yeah, I know. Like, I hate guys who go hard in sparring as well. Like, the guys who always try and test you and stuff like that. You know, it's like, dude, don't test me because, like, 
you know, what if that did result in a hyper extent in a in a hyper extension? Like then yeah. then what? Sean Strickland's out of a July thirty first fight against Uriah Hall. Yeah. And that's but, a big fight for Sean Strickland because Oh, uh, that's a very big fight. You know, you get somebody like Uriah Hall who took zero damage in his last fight. You know? The Anderson Silver Block. The Anderson Silver Block, man, yeah. You know. I mean, that's probably about the only amount of damage he took was checking that leg kick and that, you know, other than that, but Yeah. Uh yeah, other than other than, you know, all that, dude. Why? Yeah, I don't see what makes it okay to do that. You know, that's completely wrong. So. Yeah, it's just a disrespectful thing to do, especially if you're a martial artist, especially like jiu-jitsu. Jiu-jitsu is supposed to be respectful. Uh, jiu-jitsu is one of the most technical uh, sports, let alone combat sports in the world. And you, you want to just don't go and do that to somebody. That's not right, really. Think about yeah, that. man. Um, while we're talking about uh almost or like close injuries, uh, this injury actually happened this weekend on the fight card. Andrew, uh, Andrew Feely and Daniel Pineda ends in a no contest due to an eye poke. Again, what is it with people in the eye pokes, man? Stop. First, I, like, I had Andre Philly uh, winning the fight as well. That's what I had. He was. He was winning it. I saw highlights of it. Man came out and he was. He looked good. He looked great. He and looked then good. He just eye pokes him and then that's it. It's like no contest. He he looked top fifteen worthy again. Yeah, he did. He looked. That was about the best version of him that I think we've seen in a minute. Yeah, definitely. That that's saying a lot. But man, he just he looked so prepared. He looked he looked ready, dude. And just for that to happen is like ugh. Yeah, it, it, it hurt me, dude. It hurt me. I was I saw that and was just like, uh Yeah, because Andre Philly fought the who's who of that division. He fought the IA Rodriguez's the Oh yeah. Is it Bryce Mitchell? Uh yeah, Bryce Mitchell. Yeah, Bryce Mitchell. Um he fought a couple of guys. He's fighting he fight a lot for, of world-class fighters. And, you know, for his opponent to do that, uh, Daniel Pineda, you know, definitely. Now, th- that's that's tough for me, dude, because obviously I love both of those fighters a lot. I, I think they give off some of the best vibes sometimes. You know, if you ever, you ever watch the Daniel Pineda fight, just like him versus somebody else, oh, dude, he's on top of it. He's ready to go. He knows what yeah. he needs to do. Same thing with the... With, uh, with the uh, uh Feely, he starts off, dude. He's great. He's looking fire. He's looking fine. And you know, yeah, he's had his losses in the past. Both men have, but dude, they are. That fight had me had fireworks for me. I was like, oh, dude, this fight's gonna be the best one right here. Like I already know it. Yeah. Well, you know, seeing that, oh, it, it ended in a no contest due to an eye poke. It's like, come on, really? Both of you guys know the rules. I. Like yeah, tired of these are saying, oh, they don't know the rules, but you guys do know the rules because they tell you guys them three times, and they tell you, hey, keep the keep the fight clean. I don't understand how the eye pokes going in so many times to the eye as well. Even though the the well, the fighters have been told not to extend the fingers in the direction of the fighter's face. Right. So, why do they keep doing it? I don't understand. You know, at this point, you know. 
Um, at this point, I would just imagine UFC would have to think about getting, you know, getting a different type of glove. Because yeah. that glove is really that the one thing that that does suck about the UFC glove is it's like it's very like open, like you know. Yeah. And I don't know. I just I I would think you know UFC would think about getting would get would think about getting a new new kind of glove that kind of prevents that from happening. But either way, if it happens, it's it's gonna happen. It's nothing you can can prevent. Oh, I've got some news coming in now. Um, crazy news, actually. Uh, do you know who Joe Schilling is? Uh, no, fill me in. He he's a world class kickboxer, and he he trains with uh, like guys with like Donald Cerrone. He's fought in Bellator in MMA and kickboxing. He he used okay. to be a world champion in kickboxing. He recently just uh knocked out a guy in a bar. He was drunk. That too, man. It's like, come on, like dude, these people who are. These people who are like drunk, who are who are at bars and are, who are obviously trying to trying to start stuff, you know, trying to get a little bit of fame. It's like, dude, why are you gonna why are you gonna do that? Honestly, ask yourself why why would you do that? What in any mind thinks, oh, if I can fight him, I'll be okay? You not know who he is, like, dude, come on. Oh, it's a bad knockout as well. He knocks the guy out straight away. Joel Schilling does. That's so bad, dude. The guy's speaking. Speaking of it, um, I don't know. I don't know. I've been keeping up to date with PFL. I've been trying to keep up to date with PFL. Um, Anthony yeah, Pettis PFL. taking Anthony um, Pettis taking his loss again. I can't. I don't know. He's still fan favorite, dude. Like I don't understand. Like. Everybody was like, oh, Pettis is it. It's over. It's over. It's like, dude, okay, you realize he's making the change. I mean, I get it's not the biggest change, but come on. Um, yeah, dude. I, I um, like Anthony Pettis can still pull out a lot of wins in PFL, but it's just a matter of getting back in that winning streak, I feel like. I don't – honestly, I don't like the way I, – I really like what bothers me about PFL and – Obviously, all of these places have it, you know. The thing that that bothers me with PFL is PFL has, like, this weird kind of scoring system where it's just, like, dude, I don't really, you know, I'm not really, I'm not really too big on it, dude. Like, you know, the scoring system in PFL is weird. So, a knockout yes. is, like, six points, which is kind of weird. I don't, I don't really understand it half the time, so. Yeah, I I don't like the scoring system in PFL. I feel like it's it's strange. It's weird. Did you see the fight with Roy McDonald where Roy McDonald got robbed as well? Got absolutely robbed. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's ridiculous, man. They're robbing people over there. I just seen some dude, um, on this recent on the recent uh PFL card. Um, he got. Obviously, he got the knockout, which was cool, but the way he did it was just absolutely, like, he went out there and basically was, like, going, going, he had it, dude, and then threw an illegal knee. The ref didn't say anything about it and was just like, it's fine, it's fine, and just, like, knocked the dude out, and then he was like, stop, 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 so he stopped the fight, and I was like, he just threw an illegal kick, and you didn't see that? Like, dude, come on. Like, at least... 
Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. If the if the knee on the ground on a grounded fighter is legal in a a place like one championship, um, I I, I feel like uh, that's free uh, to do that. But obviously, it's not legal in places like PFL, UFC, and stuff like that, and so on. Um, so I feel like the refs should look more into like things like eye pokes, illegal knees, and stuff like that because. I feel like replays are good. Um, replays. Oh yeah, replays are great. Without, yeah. without, you know, without that, I feel like there'd be a lot of fighters getting away with stuff that they shouldn't. Yeah. You know, and having that, you know, makes makes it a lot better. You know what else? PFL. Um, what PFL kind of in. Uh, damn! What's the word I'm thinking of? PFL kind of uh introduced us lately is a ref cam. So it's basically like the ref is wearing a a, ca- a camera, and that's kind of like you know allowing you to see what they're seeing. Which I think UFC needs to do. I think if UFC did that, it would be great. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I think I think if UFC did that, I think it would be great. I just um, feel like uh, replays altogether as a whole are just brilliant for the sport. Oh yeah, it 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 makes it it makes it very it makes it very like you know very well to have that. Yeah, as lo- as long as we're not like stopping and starting, stopping and starting, I feel like that's great for the sport. You know, use it. You know, use it if you absolutely have to. You know. Yeah. I think I think there's just like there's things that there's things that UFC refs and all that like the officials really need to start focusing on and eye pokes are definitely one of them. Yeah, definitely, hundred percent. What are the what have has UFC already given us the fight the fight odds for McGregor and Poirier? Because I know people are going to be betting crazy on it. I'm not betting. I'm going to bet, but I'm not going to bet like anything crazy. I'm not. I'm not doing any of that. I'm just. I'm not I'm gonna, betting anything. I'm just gonna do what looks reasonable, and I'd imagine they have Connor at like a like. I'd imagine they have Connor at like a minus, maybe plus. I don't know. It it doesn't tell me. It's the, re- it's not the reason why me. I don't bet anymore is because <laughs> every time I bet, I get the, the I get like um. It wrong and every time I don't bet I always get it right. It it's a tough thing, man. Honestly. I have like I have my family members and they're like, How do you bet? And I'm just like, I just go in there and if I make it, I make it. If I don't, then somewhere I went wrong and next time when the fights come around I'll make sure I correct it. <laughs> I remember I put a lot of money on uh the Canelo fight. Uh I thought Billy Joe Saunders was gonna win, uh and he never won. <laughs> See, oh yeah. Speaking of boxing, too, uh, Showtime, um, Showtime boxing this week, this weekend actually. Um, oh yeah, Tank, Tank Davis, boys. I told you guys for the longest time. I said it. I said Tank Davis was gonna was gonna come back and obliterate somebody. Yeah, I didn't expect an eleventh round knockout. I was kind of like, "What's up with that, Tank? You're better than that." But uh. Well, if you think about it, it's crazy because uh, Tank was a one twenty eight pounder, 
and then he went to a 135 pounder. He he couldn't make the weight at 128. He was fine at 135. And then he moved up even more to 140 and fought a really, really tall guy in Mario Barrios. Who so he's just kind of moving all over the place. Yeah, yeah. And he knocked him out. But he, he knocked uh, Barrios down two times before, I think. Yeah, he knocked him down. A, he knocked him down quite a bit. And then, yeah. you know. Uh, this story kind of just rolling in 38 minutes ago. UFC legend Michael Bisping attacked in a public, attacked in public, laughed at his attacker and walked away. Man, what kind of, like, how bad do you got to be to do that? How bad do you got to be to just laugh at the person that attacked you and just walk away? Like, dude, come on. I, if, dude, honestly, let's just throw this in my perspective. If I was attacking Michael Bisping and he just laughed at me and walked away, I'd be like, damn, I feel, I feel threatened, bro. Like, not even him. It's like, dude, I didn't even do anything. He just, he laughed and literally walked away. Like, you know how, you know how embarrassed I would feel? Yeah. That's insane. Uh, UFC announces interim heavyweight championship fight just three months after Francis Ngannou won his belt. So, so you see, dude, he's only been champion for three months. Come on. Yeah, crazy. That's more than enough time for you to have a fight, bro. Come on. Well, no, it's not more than enough time to have a fight, but it's more than enough time to have a fight booked. Like, you would think. You would think you should be ready for that. Yeah, re- ready. And I, I reckon you should ha- have a fight uh, booked 100%. Uh, oh, I- yeah. It's his management team that I feel isn't having it booked. Yeah, definitely. Like, you know, if his management team was a little more like, hey, what are we going to do? And Ngannou, like, what do you feel like doing? And it should be like, oh, I should feel like, you know, let me see who my options are. Obviously, Derek Lewis. And you should have, you should have, you know, you shouldn't, you know, you should have something set up already. Yeah. Uh, Khabib Nurmagomedov, Conor McGregor must win early to top Dustin Poirier in UFC 264 Trilogy. Oh, Khabib giving his word in. Okay. I just, uh, uh, I just keep watching that Joe Schilling KO of the guy in the bar. Dana White, UFC's Dana White blasts Francis Ngannou, incomplete manager who isn't ready for... Yeah, so it, a lot of it is like, a lot of it isn't Ngannou. It's his management that's, that's kind of like, oh, well... You know, why is, you know, all that, I guess, going on. UFC 264, real or not, Stephen Thompson, uh, Sean O'Malley, primed for big move, and Greg Hardy has peaked. Uh, O'Malley just needs to stop fighting kids that aren't even ranked and finally start fighting people that are. Yeah, O'Malley doesn't fight anybody in the top 15. It's just he did. He did fight Marlon Vera, and Marlon Vera was. I. I don't even think Marlon Vera was at the ranking point yet. When no, he, he wasn't. He wasn't. He wasn't. Yeah. Okay. See. He is now. He is now. Obviously. He is now. He's number fifteen. Yeah. And you know, it's like, dude, come on. O'Malley's not making any progress. He's not fighting anybody who's. He's been in the company for three years now. Yeah. About that. Yeah. Obviously, he had a. I think it was a nine month suspension for weed. 
or marijuana, or whatever you like to call it. Well, now, now, now at that point, it don't even matter because a lot of places are making it legal. So, yeah, I mean, just just last, um, yeah, just last month when when UFC was in Phoenix, Nate Diaz lit up, and you can do that here because yes. it's it's legal. Yeah, yeah. It's legal, and all we're going to tell you is, hey, like, what are you doing? And not even that. You can't even get questioned for it. Yeah, but everybody talks about um, O'Malley, O'Malley as the next best thing, but he's always been talked about as the next best thing. When is he going to be the best thing? I, I don't think he'll ever be the best thing. In my you know, when is, it, when, is, when is fighting people in the division that are below you enough, you know? Yeah. Uh, this one reported 22 hours ago, and, uh, this could be, this could possibly be true if, 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 uh, you know, hopefully if somebody gets to ask Dana White this, but it says, uh, reported Jan, Jan Blachowicz versus Glover Teixeira moved to UFC 267 on Fight Island. Could we be going back to the island? Maybe. Could we be going back? I hope so. Uh, it says the UFC's lightweight title clash was expected to headline UFC 266 on Saturday, September 26, 2021, uh, via ESPN Plus pay-per-view and all that other stuff. So could we be going back? Who's going to the island this time? I want to know. Always yeah. like when we go to the island because you never – you never. that's where we have some of the good moments at. Yeah, Fight Island is always going to be a crazy experience. I know, and – for us to be going back, dude. Oh, who are we going back with? That's what I want to know. I know. Uh, I think it's August fourteenth. We've got a fight in England. Um, UFC Open. Uh, we've got UFC London in August fourteenth. So you so- think? Oh, what? One day ago, UFC faces second lawsuit. Oh. Unfair business practices. Alleging unfair business practices. What the hell? I read a story uh, that the UFC was going to be sued by old fighters around $5 billion. For what? Like, it's crazy. Um, what was the... What was the oh, uh, remember... We've talked about him on on the podcast before. Do you remember Violent Bob Ross, like the the fighter with the nickname Violent Bob Ross? In uh, Luis, uh, no, 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 in UFC, Luis, oh. uh, Pena, Pineda. Yeah, Lu- Luis Pena. Yeah, he was arrested in Florida. <laughs> oh, yeah, and uh. Needless to say, I don't think he's gonna be fighting for a little bit because, uh, obviously, yeah, his charges were pretty wild. But, uh, yeah, he was oh. arrested in Florida. What was he charged for? Uh, assault and battery. Yeah, I so... think I looked into some of the claims. I think they're still alleged. Yeah, it it was pretty wild. I saw it ha- uh, like I heard about it happening, and you know, I was like, okay, well, there it kind of goes his. You'll see. Yeah, he's doing so good too. He was doing good too. Yeah, his mugshot was funny. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I was laughing about. Uh, former UFC and Strikeforce Women's Bantamweight Champion Misha Tate returns to competition 
on UFC in in the UFC on ESPN twenty six co main event. That's next week, or uh, not next week, but the week after, or a couple weeks after, something like that. Three times UFC stars were attacked on the streets. So it was charged. He was charged with uh, robbery, battery, and alleged assault on girlfriend. Wow, heavy charge. And we called him Violent Bob Ross. (laughs) Uh, This is is not a really good look for the sport, is it? It's not, man. It never is. Like, yeah, yeah, but you can't really blame that on the sport because the sport is always going to be violent because it is fighting. But the violence that the fighters hold—that's their—that's their own personal life. That's nothing to do with the sport, to be honest. True, and you know what I hate about it, and I hate the most is you know it's always gonna be, it's always gonna be the media that spins it out of control and is like, oh well, he said this, and and this is what's really like, dude. No, it's not. Shut up. You're just media. You're just yeah. you're nothing. Yeah. I mean, it has nothing to do with the fighter. It's all it's all media related, man. It's it's always media related. Yeah. <clears throat> That's what I hate about it. Man, I honestly think Dana White is seriously like pissed off about this. Like, dude seems like he's so mad right now. Uh oh yeah. July thirty first. Um July thirty first. I love I love this idea of this fight. You might love it too. Flyweight contenders Askar Askarov and Alex Perez are going to be fighting. I love that. Yeah, Dude, that's a good fight. Woke up to the best news in the morning. I woke up this morning, saw it, and was like, "Oh yeah, that's going to be a good one." But by the way, uh, what, what do you think about Figueiredo? Do you think he's going to move up to bantamweight or? Mm, I feel like I honestly I feel. If he moves up to bantamweight, they could bully him there. Just saying. But if he if he goes down to flyweight again, I reckon he could damage his career badly. True. Um, what would I mean? What would you rather see? Would you rather see him like to make? I mean, I would like to see him make the change to bantamweight. He's gonna be yeah. a short bantamweight. Yeah, I feel like he can get some impressive wins at bantamweight, but I don't think he can be top five. Or maybe he can be top five, but not win the title. Top top five is is uh, is a little bit of a reach for Figueredo. I I yeah. feel like it is. Yeah, and, maybe. You know, with with you know with Brandon having having that title, it it's it's honestly kind of close to say. By the way, happy birthday, Doug Rose! It's her birthday today. Saw that oh, one too. That's cool. I know it's crazy. All kind of stuff going on. Uh, Bellator with some big old news lately. Uh, Bellator, um, their rankings just happened. Uh, it's confident in its power against AJ McKean. Intends to keep his perfect record. These prolific featherweight fighters will clash on Saturday, July 31st as we conclude the featherweight world Grand Prix, uh, Grand, Grand Prix live from the forums at Bellator 263. Damn, that's going to be Saturday, July 31st? You can't do that to me. 
Why do we cover so many sports and why do they all have to be on the same day? Ah, y'all could have easily did that. It's crazy how how many sports are on the same day. You got Bellator, you got one, you got uh, UFC, and uh, no, and... no what? No, hold on. One, I respect one only because they're normally like Wednesdays. They're never really during like the whole like when everything. Yeah, gets they do crazy. Saturday sometimes. They do Saturday. They do sometimes. Saturday sometimes. Mostly, I've every time I've watched one, it's been on like Wednesdays. Yeah, Wednesday. Yeah. Here, here's the thing that sucks, and I'll tell you this: this straight up true story happened to me uh, last Friday. So last Friday, I was gonna tune into Bellator, right? Yeah. I had to watch Bellator, had to watch PFL, and I had to watch the uh, NBA Conference Finals because I've started watching that lately. Uh, I had to watch three sports all at the same time okay. because they were all going on. You know how confusing that was? I had on one TV, I had PFL or I had Bellator. On my phone, I had PFL open. And then on my on my other TV in my room, I had the NBA thing open. And I was trying to watch all three sports at the same time. Yeah. Uh, can I ask you a question real quick? What, what's up? Um, well, uh, I, I don't know too much about NBA because um, uh, I live in Britain, obviously. Uh, right. Uh, what does is the UFC bigger than NBA in America? Or... Uh, no. I would I would honestly say UFC is way bigger. Yeah, I I obviously know Michael Jordan and guys like that. Obviously. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but because uh, they're the big names over here, and um, uh, the I feel like I feel like in America, NBA or NFL is probably the biggest sport, right? NFL, NFL. I mean, obviously, when we get to like football season here in the states, like when we get yeah. to like the Super NFL, Bowl. yeah, and we get to like the Super Bowl and the playoff games, all that, like bars and all that, are really popular because of that. Um, yeah. But yeah, like NBA right now, that's kind of popular because it's the it's the conference finals, and obviously we're getting close to the finals of basketball season. Uh, baseball. When baseball comes around, that's very that's very popular as well. Yeah. Um. That yeah. That's that's very popular as well when it hits. Uh, soccer not really too big here. I mean, it is sometimes, but um. Yeah, yeah it's just soccer over here. Well, football. I've got football. But, football uh, over there. Yeah. 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 Um. I don't. I don't even watch. Uh. Uh, soccer, um, because I I don't like it. I feel like it, it's just not my type of sport to watch. Uh, but uh, it it's like over here, it's like the biggest sport in the world. Oh yeah, I wanted to watch the um, no, no. um yeah, dude. So yeah, no, um, yeah. So trying to watch all three, all three of the sports the other day didn't really go my way. It's too confusing. Yeah, got lost. <laughs> It was pretty bad. Uh, Bellator, real quick, big news with Bellator. They're traveling back to <laughs> Moscow, Russia in October. So that that would be pretty good. Yeah. Um, I don't know if Dana's going to take a look at that and start, you know, obviously, obviously I've said this whole year Bellator or uh, Bellator is going to be making some big changes this year. I mean, obviously just look at it with um, – you know, with their new champions and everything that they're doing, you know, their Instagram heavyweight title. And Bellator and, uh, Showtime, didn't they? Yeah. So yeah. that that also another key key big part 
in it. Um, but I gotta ask you if Bellator is obviously making the return to Moscow and making the return to Russia, and obviously, you know, this this is a sign that you know we are seeing the world going back to somewhat of a normal way it used to be. Could we see? Do you think we could potentially see UFC kind of do the same route as well? Do you think UFC is obviously going to start opening more doors to travel and all that stuff, or do you think do you think they're just going to kind of stay well, stay with the apex and you know do large events when they can? Well, they have got UFC London uh, August fourteenth, so that is a big thing, especially over here. Um, I, I I don't know. It's not it's not set for UFC London, but if you if you look at the card, um, it's got Darren Till as the main event. It's got all English. Obviously. On it. Yeah, it's obviously. Why not bring to- Darren Till, you know? Why not bring yeah. Darren Till to... To the UK, yeah. Um, yeah, to the UK. I, I, and to be honest, I, I think I think after that one, I feel like the world will start to go back to normal. So, I don't know. By the way, like, by the way, because obviously, like, you know, when COVID hit and all that happened, um, obviously we have, like, you know, you still had, like, COVID protocol and COVID guidelines to follow. In in London, do you guys still have kind of a guideline to follow? Like, do you guys still have to wear masks or all of that? Or uh, Mainly uh, in shops um, or shopping centers or malls, um, stuff like that. Um, so kind of populated areas that are that are more than you know huge crowds. You kind of have to wear your mask. Yeah, uh, I I don't wear my mask anywhere. So I mean, to be fair, to be fair, I mean down here in the in the U.S., you know everything's everything's slowly opening. You know, um, yeah. obviously like stores and all that are opening. Uh, it just depends on on where you go. Obviously, masks are required, but with the vaccine and the vaccination and all that, um. You don't really have to, but I don't really wear my mask anywhere because it's I, pointless. I, I lost all of them anyways, so I don't know. I started out with I started out with like one mask, and then I lost it, and then I lost the other ones, and I don't even know where all the other ones are at right uh, now. So. Quick question: Are you getting the 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 vaccination? Uh, no, I'm not. But yes, I mean, down here, down here, they don't really down here. They can't really ask you. For the card yeah. that has them. Yeah, so they can't really ask you. So, I mean, if I go into a place and they're like, oh, all right, cool, whatever. So, it's like, I'm going in there real quick to grab something and I'll be right back. Like, it's... Yeah. You know? I, I, I just don't believe... Uh, obviously, I, there's stuff that's going on in the world at the minute. Um, I just don't believe in the vaccination is going to help it, to be honest. So, you know, it, it seems like, you know, you gotta, you gotta let it, you know... At a sense, you know, um, you know, they've asked Dana White if the fighters have to get vaccinated, and he said no. So at this point, you know, I don't really think nobody has to. And I mean, let's just let nature take its course. I mean, everybody yeah. seems to be fine. If the world's opening up, that's great. We're good. We're making progress somehow. Um, yeah. One quick story coming in, real quick. Um, one champion believes Eddie Alvarez is undeserving of a contender status, which you know, obviously he hasn't had the best. He hasn't had the best, um, the best couple fights in one FC lately. 
He recently um, lost to a good uh, Asian fighter. Uh, I can't remember. As the name. reigning lightweight king of 1FC, Christian Lee believes Eddie Alvarez hasn't done anything to earn a title shot. Former UFC lightweight champion Eddie Alvarez has been calling out just about everyone from boxers to the one to the one lightweight champion. Uh, the record of the record of Alvarez would indicate he has only won one fight in his last four bouts. Still, he is indi- insistent on fighting for another world title. Lee, on the other hand, believes Eddie Alvarez is undeserving of any title opportunity after Alvarez lost to Ray Yoon. Ray yeah, Yoon, by, okay. yeah. by unanimous decision in late April. Lee feels if anyone is worthy of challenging his reign, it will be it would be okay and not Alvarez. So I mean, man's got fact, a point. Fun fact, um, do, do you know much about the, the Christian Lee's family? Uh, I don't. So his family, his sister um, uh, is uh, actually a one championship uh, world champion. Oh, no way. His younger uh, sister is one of the best prospects in MMA. <laughs> okay. And he is a world champion as well. So it's crazy. Nice. Got the whole yeah. like little family thing going yeah, on. Yeah, his his youngest sister actually turned pro at sixteen and made a debut in one championship at sixteen. Wow. Uh, and she got and she got the win as well. It's crazy. Wow. Yeah, that's 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 definitely crazy. Um Yeah, man, it's just it's it's crazy, you know. I loved I love to see what everything's doing right now. You know, I love to see what uh I love to see what One FC is doing. I love to see what Bellator's doing. I love to see what UFC is doing. You know, even though UFC, it definitely pissed me off with the whole Derek Lewis incident and all that. Like, now I'm very very still upset about that. I just yeah. think it's I think it's like I said earlier in the episode. I think it is. Bullshit to do that. Let's watch this knockout, boys. I want to see the knockout in the bar. Let's see what happened. I found the clip on. I found the clip on Twitter. I'm gonna watch this clip real quick. Let's turn my volume up because I can hear it. It's a one punch knockout. Is it? Is it is I want to hear it. I know it's loading. I want to. I want to see what. I want to see what's going on with it. I don't know if there is any sound to it. I don't know. Oh, if there isn't any sound to it, or if there is. My TV is definitely ready. It's loading right now. This man just looks like he should have gotten knocked out. Only just yeah, this, this guy deserves to be knocked out. In a life-threatening experience. <laughs> life-threatening. Nah, man. That dude's life got threatened. Is it going to load? Why is it just... Come on. And to be honest, this is not going to be a good look for the sport either. But but if you really... It's not. About- it's not. I know we say it, I know we say it's not going to be a good look for the sport, man. But come on, dude. Yeah, why? Why would he? Like, <laughs> like Joe Schilling was just literally walking past him, and and Joe Schilling literally said sorry for bumping into him, and then the guy turns around and pushes Joe Schilling. So Joe Schilling turns around and knocks him out. And that's where you went wrong, at, bro. You can't. I mean, technically, everybody in the comments of the Twitter video is right. It's, Self-defense. If I have to, I have to go to YouTube for it. Let's go to YouTube for it. Let's go to YouTube for it because that's taking forever to load. So I will go to YouTube and I will find this video. I do want to see this. 
Yeah, in in a sense, dude, it's not like it's not like it's wrong or anything. I mean, self defense. The man just. I mean, maybe if the man, he said sorry. I mean, why why do you gotta? What what, no. what the funny thing is this guy this guy is suit man. <laughs> I'm just gonna look that. Footage emerges of Glory Tournament champion in Bellator. <laughs> the way they headline these, man, I'm telling you guys. I'm telling I'm telling you guys right now. This is like by far. Okay, so let's type in. Why did it just. So used to using YouTube on my phone and not YouTube on my on my PlayStation, it's kind of confusing because obviously all that uh, PlayStation uh, bar. I'm gonna type out. I'm gonna just type a bar knockouts because obviously, obviously, if I type in bar knockouts, you know. Oh no! Just type in Joe Schilling. Is that is that what I type in? Yeah, it, his last name is S. C H I double L I N G. Oh, 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 there we go. There we go. There we go. Bar, bar fight. Joe. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Where, where is the actual? Like, all these are just reactions. I don't want, I don't want an actual reaction. I just, uh, no, the, oh, this the one Mac, right The Mac one right. Yeah, that's when I hear they have it. All right, boys, let's see what we're working with. <laughs> Where's my sound at? How come I don't have any sound? Oh, that's why. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Wait till the advertisement's over. All right, here we go, here we go, here we go. All right, here we go. Explain. Just walking past him, dude. Okay. Oh, oh damn. Jesus. Bodied him. Oh my goodness. I need replay on that. I need replay on that. You I'm gonna body replay that all day. So hard. Oh, that's de- that's no, that's definitely that one is definitely I'm making sure of this now. That is definitely going on TikTok. I'm putting that on my TikTok. Dude got bodied. See what happens when you act stupid? Yeah. And all he did was like kind of just shoulder bump him, you know? No, no, the, the guy was walking backwards, and he bumped into him. But Joe Schilling is is that polite person that he said sorry. Yeah, and then this dude, oh my, dude, I gotta watch that again. I'm sorry. Just that combo that he throws is so. Apparently, the guy's in hospital, and like, yeah, I would be in hospital too if I got punched in the face right now. Like, just the combination is too clean. He turns around and it's just like, bam, bam, down. You're on the ground. You look like, you look like a board, man. Like the first person that runs up to him. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Was that what I thought it was? Michael Bisbee reacts to Joe Shilley's knockout. Oh, dude. Yeah, I saw that video. I'm going to have to watch that. Oh, that's Luis J. Luis J. Gomez. What, did you not know he has a podcast with Michael Bishman? No, 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 no. I knew. I knew he had. Oh. Yeah, I know. 
I've been watching Luis De Gomez for a long time, dude. Uh, yeah, I've been I've been watching him and him and Bisming. Like I've been watching those those two make me laugh. Yeah, uh, like that that combination is is unmatched, dude. Yeah, him and Till, that those guys. Yeah. Dude, Did you I watch the Diamond Till podcast? Uh, no, I didn't. Yeah, they're the best ones. Yeah, no. Uh, Luis J. Gomez and and what's his name and uh, Michael Bisming, those two. I'm telling you, man, those two make me laugh. They're on a different. They're on a different level, especially when, uh. It's it's very rare when he's on there, but when uh, Luis J. Gomez is on Joe Rogan, oh dude, that is a that is a combination of non nonstop laughter, like just by what they do, it's yeah. ridiculous. Um, so yeah, I I would imagine. Uh, oh, we didn't cover that Anderson Silva beat uh, Julio Cesar Chavez in boxing. Well, let's just let's just get into it. Wow. Wow, I can't believe Anderson Silva at 46 years of age beat... Still has four, it. Yeah, four, four years ago, uh, Julio Cesar Chavez was a world-class fighter and fought against Canelo. So, you you, you can never write Anderson Silva off. And I, I don't oh, no, he, he looked great, too. Yeah, I don't think he just beat Julio Cesar Chavez. I think he scored him. Mm. Yeah, I would, I would, I would definitely agree with that. Very, very old school Anderson Silva, if you ask me. Yeah, you know, he was doing some insane stuff in that fight. <laughs> you know that that's Anderson for you, man. Veteran of the sport, man. He loves it. Yeah, he loves it, and we love it, and we respect it. That's all. That's all we can do. Well, um, I'm all out of stuff to cover. I ran out. We're all out of content to cover. So I guess we know what that means. We're at the end of the at the end of the show. Where uh obviously we wrap up and say that's it because obviously we covered everything. So uh yeah. Jake, I want to thank you for being on here again. Yeah, I'm gonna go watch the Michael Bisping reaction. <laughs> yeah, I know. That that's that's gonna be like, dude, come on! That that's got to be like the best video of the week, at least. Yeah. Um, when did that even happen? I didn't even see the date on that. Did uh, that happen? Yes. Yeah. Oh, damn! All right. So it happened on a Monday. That's incredible. <laughs> Man got knocked out on a Monday, hospitalized on Tuesday. The the le- the lesson we've re- learned here: don't piss off an MMA fight on a Monday. You know, and that's that's the thing. Let's honestly say that real quick. Did I mean? Do you really think he learned his lesson? Should you watch where you're backing up at at bars? <laughs> and let's just be the man looked like he was down like four or five drinks already. So, you know, yeah. And it looked like his uh, looked like his wife was like the one that like checked on him first. Yeah. So. Very crazy, very intense. But Jake, I will catch you later. I will catch you on the next episode that we do. Yeah, always a pleasure. And uh, I will see you then, man. Yep.